Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hello, people. We're back. (laughs) Another episode of Damsels in Detroit. And I'm sitting here with Andrea Williams of Paisley Paper Co. And we're going to talk about stationery and crafting and art and all of these fun things. So let's get into it. Of course, I'm going to read a little bit about Andrea before we get into our questions. Andrea Williams is the owner of Andrea Designs, LLC, a design studio that focuses on branding and information design. She has worked with local businesses like the Detroit Justice Center, the Detroit Regional Chamber, and Teach 313. Along with the many organizations she's worked with, she also owns a stationary design company, Paisley Paper Co., that specializes in tongue-in-cheek greeting cards, notebooks, notepads, planners, and tote bags. The products from Paisley Paper are in 15 stores nationwide and two stores locally, and Andrea is hoping to expand to more. Since the opening of Paisley Paper Co. began with participating in craft fairs, Andrea realized a need for craft fair craft fairs for crafters of color. Andrea is now the founder of In Color Craft Market, a craft fair that will be held in Detroit in September of 2020. Yes. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good. Is this your first podcast? I always have to ask people. This is my third. Perfect. Well, you already know what to do. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to hop right into our questions. I'm excited to talk to you about your cards because I feel like it's interesting that you don't like to receive them. That is correct. Yet you make them. So yes, I love making cards. I hate getting them. That is so funny. It's so weird. <laughs> getting them and giving them. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we're going to get into right. it. <laughs> <laughs> so first, I just want to know what got you into crafting as a whole. You know, I, I, can't, even, I can't even say, really. Because um, mm-hmm. Paisley Paper kind of started from... Um, like I posted something on Instagram with just my regular handwriting mm-hmm. and somebody was like, is this a font? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, this is just <laughs> how I write. And they were like, oh, you should get into calligraphy. And I had done calligraphy a little bit, mm-hmm. like in middle school and in high school a little bit, mm-hmm. but never like nothing like how, you know, like you see wedding calligraphy. Right. Like I, had, I hadn't done anything like that. So I was like, well... You know, you don't have to force me to buy art supplies and yeah. craft supplies. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'll go and get a pen and ink mm-hmm. set and some paper and I'll, you know, I'll just practice. And it turned into me practicing like three or four hours a day after wow. work, like not even turning on the TV or mm-hmm. like nothing, just kind of just coming in and buckling down. Mm-hmm. And um, and then from there, somebody asked me to do, to make them a card. And okay. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can make a card because like... I'm a designer also, so right. like... <laughs> we back. We're back. <laughs> um, so somebody asked me to, to make a card, and, you know, I'm a designer, so, like, it was easy for me to, like, do that. And then I said, well, what if I did this, like, for real mm-hmm. and, like, sold them? Yeah. Instead of, like, little one-off things that people would ask me, and that's literally how... Paisley paper started. Mm-hmm. Do you find calligraphy to be very like meditative? I do. Okay, I do. It's something. It's different than just like writing. Um, yeah, just handwriting because literally every every stroke is like you're creating the letter with every stroke. So mm-hmm. it's not like 
something fast. Like you really have to think about, you know, your downs and your ups and mm-hmm. the thick and thins of, of, of each letter. So, yeah, like it, you can kind of get in the zone with it. Did you buy some of those books that teach you how to do it? I or did. Yeah. I did. I started to get one at Michael's, but then, I, I mean, not Michael's, um, Barnes & Noble. But then I was like, do you want to buy a calligraphy book or do you want to buy eight novels and I was like I'm gonna get the novel eight. novels <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to try it because I just think it's so pretty it is yeah it is and I follow a lot of uh calligraphers on Instagram mm-hmm. and you know I mean we're talking about men and women that have been doing it for you know 10 15 20 years right and they are like literally everything they do is just perfect mm-hmm. like it's just it's beautiful and amazing now, can somebody that has bad handwriting succeed in calligraphy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, because, like I said, it's less about handwriting mm-hmm. and more about, like, literally drawing each part of the letter. Okay. So if you think about it like that versus, like, just, like, this is what your handwriting looks mm-hmm. like, then once you think about it like that, like, that makes it easier for you to just say, okay, like, this, ho- this is how I make A. One line, two mm-hmm. lines, then, the, you know, the cross lines. So. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> my hands. What am I doing with my hands? We back again. We're back again. <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, you have your own design studio. So Andrea Designs LLC. Mm-hmm. So you focus on branding and information design. Yes. So I just want you to talk about more. Talk more about what you do and the kind of services that you offer to your clients. So um, I usually work with small to medium sized businesses um, and. Most of the time, when they come to me, they're coming to me because they have no branding. They have no logo or no presence at all, as far as that's concerned. So I usually start with that. So it's nice to start with a company that has nothing, so then we can build together and kind of work together mm-hmm. to get you know, the best possible result. Um, so with branding, it's more than the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, Starts with, with the logo, kind of, but it's the logo, the colors, the photography, the fonts, um, the patterns, um, design elements that you know can kind of like broaden your your whole look. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as information design, um, I just finished up a project with the Fisher Building and the platform about how they. Um, so they open up the fourth floor and that's where my office is so, okay. they, so they open up the fourth floor to a bunch of creatives mm-hmm. and kind of subsidize the cost to make it affordable mm-hmm. and we just f- finished this project um, about how about the impact of what it means to give creatives space in a beautiful place like the Fisher mm-hmm. and um so, like, a lot of facts and figures and, um, you know, like, it is half half men, half women. And, okay. like, so a lot of stats like that. And so basically what I do is I take that information, I make it pretty, mm-hmm. and I make it digestible for people just flicking through it. Okay. Is it almost like infographics? Mm-hmm. Or, yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Infographics are so effective because I'm not about to read all of this yeah, information. I, like you just want the bloop bloop bloop. Yes, mm-hmm. like and I want it to look cute. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Well, that's cool. So people can just reach out to you and say like, "Hey, 
I need this infographic done yep. and I need a consultation or whatever. Yep. You'll meet with them. Okay. Yep. And yeah, I mean, the reason why I specialize in those things because I really enjoy both aspects of that. Like I love being able to sit down with a client and talk to them about their brand mm-hmm. and like what they want it to mean and what they want it to express. And then I love taking information and making it beautiful. Mm-hmm. So fun. So now we can talk about Paisley Paper yeah. Company. So what made you want to do stationery? Like, what is it about stationery that you're like, I can do that? I love, like, I love paper. Mm-hmm. I am one of those people that have, you know, 17,000 notebooks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe one page is written in, <laughs> in each of them because... I decided that what I needed to write wasn't that important for that particular notebook or for okay. what or whatever. So after I realized that I could make cards for people, it kind of just grew into like, okay, well, mm-hmm. most people that make cards also make notebooks and also right. make um, planners or you know notepads and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I can try to, to, to do that. And then, like I said, because of my design background, I was like, yeah, like this is just a design project, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah, so I first started with some notebooks and they sold pretty well. And mm-hmm. then I made another batch and those were kind of okay. Okay. <laughs> and then these last ones are like probably my favorite that, okay. I, th- that I've designed so far. And tell us why. So they are, so my whole, the last set of cards and products that, that I've made have been inspired by Blue Note Jazz record okay. um, covers. I've been inspired by that style of art, probably for as, as long as I can remember, but never really did anything with it. Mm-hmm. So when I started at the beginning of this year, like redesigning cards and coming up with new concepts I said this is this is the kind of design that I want to do as Mm -hmm. far as my stationery and I haven't really seen any anybody kind of like doing that stuff okay um in that style at least so so I did a bunch of cards and that was fine but then I was like okay how can I make this work for notebooks and notepads and yeah like I'm thrilled with them. I mean, this is a podcast, so it's, I can't show them to you. Right. But <laughs> but um, my favorite notebook is called Numbers. Okay. So if the listeners go to my site, mm-hmm. um, you'll see my favorite. That's my favorite. It's, it's a black notebook with like this really retro font mm-hmm. with all kind of numbers on it. And it's beautiful. And yeah. I love it. And I carry it myself. <laughs> I looked at it. Um, I was looking at your site yesterday and this morning because um, I was showing my friends and they were like, oh, we love this. Like one of my friends was like, oh, I love this. You're my favorite asshole card. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I know um, her birthday is coming up. Yeah. So I'll probably get her that card. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's his favorite. So, yes, so exactly. it's not, so it's not a it's bad not thing. It's not offensive. No, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. But I do. I like the numbers one too because it's like, it's very colorful mm-hmm. and bold. It's cute. Thank you. Yeah. 
So I was, okay, again, we're going back to you not liking to give or receive cards. Yeah. I need to know why. And then how does that even, <laughs> it's just so funny because this is what you do for I a know. living. I know. And, and if somebody gave you a card, you have to be like, oh, thanks. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> so what is your beef with cards? <laughs> I just I just don't know what to do with them after. Okay. That's my thing. Okay. So like... I already have a lot of paper Mm -hmm. in my house just because of what I do and what I love. So somebody gives me a card, I feel, you know, particularly if this person is like super important to me, like a grandma or like an uncle or Mm -hmm. aunt, mom, dad, whatever, I feel like I have to keep it. But then, yeah, forever. (laughs) But then like, why you know <laughs> so then so then i just feel like well maybe i should just not keep any mm-hmm. and like let people know like don't give me cards okay i still have friends that give me cards yeah and i do keep them mm-hmm. but for the most part people don't give me cards okay. and i'm fine with that okay but i do like i said i do love making cards mm-hmm. and i love like when i've gone to, when i've sold at craft shows like i love seeing people get excited about giving my card to somebody like oh yeah like this is like i have the perfect person to send this to mm-hmm. like that makes me happy okay but don't give them to me <laughs> <laughs> i understand though what you mean about like okay what is the threshold for like it's okay to throw it away right i used to never throw cards away and so <clears throat> i used to my room used to look like a huge collage <laughs> so i would have cards from like oh it was your 15th birthday right still got it right. and it's like hanging up on my wall and after a while you just look around and you're like this is this is insane yeah like so <laughs> yeah like i mean you know i still have cards from um my grandma when she when she gave me a card uh-huh. for my birthday or something um and you know she's passed on so i still have it mm-hmm. but yeah like if you're still alive and you're going to be alive for a while like let's just <laughs> Let's just like text it up and say like <laughs> congratulations, happy birthday, whatever you want to say to me. But like, do an Instagram post, right? Or right. Just put me on your story, right? Something, <laughs> but no cards, no cards. So, <laughs> <laughs> something that I like about your cards too is like they're not your typical like ones that you would find in Hallmark that are so just like sweet mm-hmm. and. It's your birthday. You're the greatest person ever. Like sometimes one, they're not the greatest people. Also, okay, <laughs> listen, let's talk about it. But like one, they're blank, so now you have to think of something to write, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be just some general like right. thing. But also, like they're funny, Thank and you. I think that they're. <laughs> I just I like them. What was the other one that I really liked? Oh, I can't. I can't believe I still like mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised I still like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good one. Yeah. So, how do you come up with like the punchiness and like the the humor in the cards? Um, it's it really comes from conversations that I have with my friends. Okay. Um, things that I've either said or things that people <laughs> have said to me, and um, yeah, like that. I'm actually surprised I still like you. Mm-hmm. Is definitely a from being in a relationship and being around people in in, in you know long term uh-huh. relationships is just like yeah yeah that's real it gets very real it gets it very does. real <laughs> and you know you do you do wake up and you're like hmm <laughs> i i actually do still like yeah. you i'm surprised <laughs> at that so yeah <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> i went, did you give that to the person that you like 
no, that inspired it? Okay. I didn't, but I did show him. <laughs> and I said, hey, this is you. This was inspired by you. Did this he laugh? He, he, uh, he gave me a little smirk. Uh, he's okay. not, he's not, um, like, he knows I'm crazy and doesn't really pay attention to my, my <laughs> antics. So he's like, whatever. Balance. Yeah. We're balance. We're <laughs> <Right>? balance. <laughs> do you do custom designs? I do. Oh, fun. I do. So what is like the most outrageous custom design that you've done? Um, <clears throat> probably it was for a friend of mine from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to give her, her parents a anniversary card and on the card it was I don't know how many things but maybe like 50 different either phrases or names of places Mm -hmm. or things that they've done together um and so like it all had to be type designed and arranged in a way where to make it look good and Uh so yeah like it was definitely a challenge but it ended up turning out pretty pretty good and she was very happy with yeah, it yeah it sounds cute and like really thoughtful yeah yeah do you do so when you're in the process of designing like a new style do you do everything on paper first and then kind of go from there like digitally after that or do you just kind of like start up your computer and you go for it you know each each part each project is different mm-hmm. um as far as like the branding and information design um i don't know if you meant that but as far as that goes I do definitely start on paper. Okay. Um, even if it's just like a sketch that no one else would understand what it is supposed to mm-hmm. represent. Um, but kind of just to get get the idea out and even just see like if this is something that's worth exploring or not. Um, as far as cards, it can go either way. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll sketch out something. Um, sometimes I won't. Um, especially if it's a type-based card, so if it's just like you know, no, like nothing else to it but just type, I usually won't sketch that out. I'll kind of just go straight mm-hmm. to, to 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 the computer and start m- messing around with different typefaces and yeah. arrangements and stuff. So, is typography on a scale of one to ten? How hard would you say it is? Typography is hard AF <laughs> um, because there's just there's just so many different typefaces Mm -hmm. and you really have to have a sensibility to a sensibility to know what goes with what. And yeah, so it's, it's just, I spent, there's this one particular card and I was trying to model it after this blue note album cover, Mm -hmm. which is like this cover is, a masterpiece in typography, the way that they arrange the letters and use negative space and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this card took me, like I had to like leave it and come back to it. Like it took me so long because I just kept trying to figure out like how, how, how am I going to get the vibe of this album cover? Mm-hmm. Like I had the same font, same-ish font. Okay. How am I going to get the typography that tight? Like, 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 is, like that's on that cover. Mm-hmm. And I tried and I tried and I had to stop working on it and then come back to it, mm-hmm. stop working and come back. And finally I got it close enough yeah. where I felt like I'm happy with it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And are you designing your own fonts or is it just a matter of like you, you're having that idea in your head and then trying to make sure that 
there's one that already exists that's just perfect. Sometimes, um, sometimes I do like hand lettering, which mm-hmm. is like my own font, right? Um, and I try to incorporate that as much as I can, mm-hmm. um, just to make sh- you know, just to make the card more me, I yeah. guess. Um, but if I'm trying to not replicate, but if I'm trying to to get the essence of a, a cover that I've seen that I want to replicate, um, I try to find a font that's close enough to that. Okay. Dang, I just had another really good question. Oh, <laughs> what's your least favorite font? Because I know mine. Oh, <laughs> my least favorite font would be... I have two. Okay. Um, Myriad Pro. Okay. Mainly because that's like the default fault default font Mm -hmm. um on my computer and it's just such a blah yeah like whatever and then futura okay because i work with a car brand Mm -hmm. and that's their main font and it is like i feel like a font you should just be able to type it (coughs) out and it should look good Mm mm-hmm with Futura, like, you always have to, like, kern it or, like, adjust the... Sp- what I mean by kerning is, like, adjust the spacing between the letters. Because okay. sometimes you'll type it and a A and a V will be so close together. Yeah. But then an, the E and a B might be... I know what you mean. Yeah. That is irritating. And so it's just like, why did you make this like this? Mm-hmm. So, like, why can't I just type this and just have it be right? Right. So, Yeah. That's probably, yeah, those two. I don't like Comic Sans. I feel oh, like yeah, of course. it is <laughs> extremely childish. And I I used to intern somewhere, and I feel like I don't even need to know. I mean, tell you guys where it was. Oh, if I you know. work there, you know. I also work there. You know? So I know. Because how old are we? Because <laughs> how old are we? And you're sending me emails about, like, important stuff in Comic Sans. I can't take you seriously. And you are, <laughs> you know, and this person that we're yes. kind of talking about is, like, a billionaire. Okay, so like get your funds we together. We can do Times New Roman, you know, like and <laughs> and like I feel like he thinks that he's so cool doing that. And you're not, sir. It takes away from the legitimacy of like what you're trying to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> you trying to like reprimand somebody in Comic Sans, but get out of my inbox, please. Please get out of it with <laughs> Bam. this with this, you know, Cartoon font, yes. like it's you not know. even. Yeah, I can't. And then Helvetica is annoying too. I just feel like it's so boring. Like, I love Helvetica. Do you? I just am like whenever I see it, I'm like select all, change it to Georgia. Like <laughs> Georgia's a good font though. I know it's so classy. It is. I like that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so your products are sold in two stores. Yes. Uh, locally, and mm-hmm. then 15 nationwide. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's shopping, where can they go? Well, shopping here, one. Where can they go? And then if they're traveling. Where can they find your products? So, um, for sure at Post on the east side on, on, on Kirchival. Okay. Actually, not too far from here. Mm-hmm. And uh, City Bird. Okay. I felt like City Bird was probably where. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of cute stuff. So, as far as, like, the other um, places nationally. So, I use this wholesale site called Fair. Okay. And um, basically, like, you just put your products online mm-hmm. and stores reach out to you and, and place orders. Oh, so cool. a lot, randomly, a lot of people that order my stuff is in California. Okay. So, um, 
yeah, there's. I need to. I, I need to add like a stockist list to my to my website so people can actually know like where to go if they happen to be in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's like several stores, like mostly in Southern California. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to ask what the process was, too, for you to get them in all of those stores. But that sounds super convenient. It is. Yeah. It, like, they come to you, and FAIR takes care of, like, the payment and all of that stuff. So it's, like, super easy. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then I also read that you just won a grant yes. from Bumblebees. So congratulations, Thank you. But I just want to know kind of what that was like. Because I re- when I was reading the article, um, it said that you guys all didn't know that everybody no. was getting something. It was no. just supposed to be one winner. Yeah. So just talk to me about, like, won the program and kind of how it feels to have that nice little investment backing. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah. So the whole process was super quick and crazy. Mm-hmm. Um a friend of mine who is also a small business ambassador rock star, uh, Jennifer Crawford of Ask Jennifer, mm-hmm. All Things Detroit. So she sent me a text and she was like, hey, apply for this grant. I just applied. And I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, whatever. And this was like, you know, three o'clock on whatever day it was due. I think it was the, the 21st or whatever day that was, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, so I spent the, the 10 minutes writing, you know, answering the questions because mm-hmm. I've been applying for grants for the in-color craft market for a couple months now. So, like, all my talking points were kind of, like, already right. set. So, hit submit, done, mm-hmm. didn't think about it again. I was going to a business retreat um, in, like, the next day. So, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm just, we'll see what yeah. happens. Get the email when I'm in Florida at the retreat. Um, and they were like, you're a finalist. And I was like, what? <laughs> so literally two days later. Literally two days later. So um, then I actually had to like go back and read like about the contest. Like I had kind of read it, mm-hmm. but it was so late in the, in the day. I was like, well, I just got to finish applying. Like right. I can't really just like sit on this. So then I found out that it was only three finalists. Okay. And I was like wait what (laughs) like so I'm one of three Mm -hmm. so you know so then I worked on my pitch you know to make it like tight and then like literally knew nothing about the event like I didn't know how it was going to be structured or anything um so I get there literally straight from the airport Mm -hmm. and um actually the one the team that won the full grant um, I actually know one of the ladies. Okay. And so we were talking and I was like, and the, and they told me about the birthing center and I was like, ah, oh, like people really love babies. Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, not like, oh, I'm not going to win, but just like, that's, that's right. probably a pretty yeah. worthwhile thing to do. Yeah. To Sometimes, <laughs> you know, like if I had to go one, two, three, like, yeah, like. Supporting a birthing center, a craft market. Uh, <laughs> Both are great, though. Both are great. Yes. But, <laughs> you know, babies are important. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we all pitched, you know, and then that's when they hit us with the, well, we couldn't decide and everybody's going to get something. And I was just like, what? And I think I literally yelled out, not yelled, but I said loudly. I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, like it was, it was meaningful 
in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the money helps. Um, but even more so than that, it was like validation that my plan and my project and right. my idea was something that people want to see mm-hmm. and people are interested in. So honestly, that meant that meant more to me than than the money. But thank you for the money, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> never not gonna say thank you for the money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I would have been like, stop lying. Everybody not getting no money. Ain't ain't nobody getting no money. (laughs) So we talked about, well, this is a great segue too, just about how you noticed that there was a lack of diversity within the crafting industry. Mm -hmm. And so now you have this idea for the in color um, craft market. So I just want you to talk about like what your plan is for it, what we can expect next year. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, Yeah. kind of how you came up with like, the idea to actually be that change maker that's that's doing something about yeah. it. So, you know, I've been involved in about 25 craft shows mm-hmm. in the last year and a half. Okay. Um, here, Ohio, Chicago. Um, and, yeah, like, either either the only one or, like, one of, like, two or three. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about just color people uh-huh. of color in general. Yeah. And... I just, like, all of the ethnicities that we have in the city, you know, the Arab, Hispanic, Asian, Mm -hmm. um, Indian, like, and others, um, like, they have such rich cultural artistic backgrounds Mm -hmm. in their own right. Yeah. And where are they? Like, why don't don't we see them? Mm Mm-hmm. And when I started to think about just me being the only one or one of the only ones in in the craft markets, I said, it's got to be more than me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of where the idea came from. And so my approach to this is I want to reach out to, like, community centers and libraries and museums in these communities to kind of like foster a a, a relationship yeah and you know and if there's people that are interested in 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 those communities I I want them to feel comfortable reaching out and applying because Mm -hmm. I want it to be I really want it to be like a full multicultural experience and I and I want people that come to shop I want them to be able to see like you know that there's an Arab woman that makes jewelry Mm -hmm. or a Mexican man that paints murals and also does prints. Like I want them to see that like we have so much culture here and we don't really get to see it in craft shows. Yeah. So. Cause now that you say that the only crafter I can think about ever really seeing was Martha Stewart Mm -hmm. and I cannot relate to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so, you know, we just have so much here mm-hmm. and it's just not being represented. And so I just really want to be able to kind of curate something that can help people see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's people of color making really good stuff. Yeah. Now, do you already have like a location in mind or do you have like a venue secured already? Um, don't have a venue secured mm-hmm. yet, but I am in talks with the Fisher building since that's where my right. office is. Um, and it will probably be on that main floor right in front of the theater. Okay. So, and there's been other, like, craft markets and craft 
or vendor shows in that space. Okay. So, um, so the precedent has been set as far as like having stuff there, yeah. stuff like that there. Um, so yeah, so hopefully, um, I'm going to be launch- launching a Kickstarter probably in the next couple weeks. Okay. And people who know me and maybe people that don't will get tired of, uh, seeing that link whenever, <laughs> whenever I get it up because, um, really, you know, the grant money from, um, Bumblebiz and Detroit Blows definitely helped, but I definitely don't need a lot more right. support. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter <laughs> coming soon. Um, so, well, you just answer that one. What can people expect? So in addition to creating spaces like the In Color Craft Market, what do you think needs to be done to make the art and crafting industry more inclusive? Um, I think, I think it starts like way before it even gets to the point of a craft show. Right. Um, I think it starts with schools, Mm -hmm. uh, not cutting art and music programs. Yeah. Um, which if you take that a step past that, it starts with, um, the politicians putting value on education Mm -hmm. as a whole and having arts and music as a part of that education. Um, I think it, it starts with parents who, you know, luckily I, I think the tide is turning on that, like as far as, um, kids that are growing up now but like my mom and dad didn't know what a designer was right until i was you know second to the last year of college mm-hmm. you know they didn't know how i was going to make money they didn't know how you know drawing was going to be successful right um so i think parents need to foster that kind of experience Mm -hmm. for their kid. If they see their kid is interested in drawing or music or some other kind of craft, like don't, don't not encourage it just because you don't know if it'll be successful to them. It might not be successful to them. Mm -hmm. They they might not want to do it for money. Right. But, um, they should at least feel comfortable to do it and feel creative Mm -hmm. and, and, and put out stuff that they want to, create yeah I think it just intimidates them because they didn't I don't but you look around and there's literally like what you're doing is like an everyday thing so you want to think about like billboards Mm -hmm. or murals Mm -hmm. or somebody has to design like restaurant menus and things like that so it's like it's all around but I think because it's just not the quote-unquote like traditional form of work they're just like oh no yeah (laughs) you can't do this right you know I, I think about you know what did every black parent want their kid to be? Either a doctor yeah. or a lawyer or engineer, mm-hmm. you know? And it's and like... guess what? I hate math and right, science. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's like... And absolutely nothing wrong. We need doctors. We need lawyers. Yes. We need engineers. Yes. All of that. Shout out to y'all. For real. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not the only way to make a life. And it's not the mm-hmm. only way to be successful. Yeah. So, yeah, like, just keeping an, an open mind. Mm-hmm. So, what is the worst card that you've ever received? <gasps> or one that you got and you're just really like, why did you, why did you feel like this card right. resonated with me? <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think. 
I, honestly, I haven't gotten a card in so long because <laughs> people know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since I I make cards. Yeah. Like people don't really, I mean, outside of people knowing that I don't like cards, they don't really give me cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the one thing around cards that just made me just like an eye roll to my mom. Mm-hmm. So um, my mom and I go t- to the same hairdresser. Okay. And she, my mom is very, very much a card giver. And she wanted to give a card to our hairdresser for her birthday. Okay. Now, she knows that I make cards. Mm-hmm. My mother doesn't drive. Okay. She walked like a mile and a half to the Rite Aid to get our hairdresser a card. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and so she gets in the car because I mean, I'm taking her to get her hair done. And she get, we get in the car. And she's like, yeah, like I got this card for Donna. Um, make sure you sign it b- before we go in, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, a card. <laughs> you got her a card? And she's <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, a card. <laughs> you got her a birthday card? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, what? I don't. And I'm like, I make cards, mom. You could have got it for me. Right. Oh, my God. You know, she went. Don't say she forgot. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't didn't even think about it. It Maybe she just wanted wanted to go for a walk. Maybe she just needed some air. And she just somehow ended up at the Rite Aid and was like, oh, yeah. And then Rite Aid. Like, I just... Just the yeah. whole experience, mm-hmm. the whole story. I was just like, you tripping. <laughs> now, has somebody ever gifted you one of your own cards? Yes. <laughs> yes, they have. Um, and it was funny because I made a set of cards for this this friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he and then he gave it back to me. So he wanted me to make cards to give with gifts that he brought back from Paris. Okay. And so I, I made a cool little card with like a hand-painted Eiffel Tower or whatever mm-hmm. and then he was like yeah I'm, I'm I'm giving I'm giving these out with the gifts that I to people that I've brought in from Paris and mm-hmm. I was like oh, okay that's cool and so then next time I saw him he had a bag and then he had the card and then a little like raspberry beret because mm-hmm. I love prints um and I was just like really so you gave me my card back he was like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. But at least you know you liked it. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> How do you get out of a creative rut? Mm. And I, I get into those a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't found a surefire solution yet. Okay. But I take a break. Mm-hmm. So not only do I, do I run Andrea Design Studio and Paisley Paper, but I also have a full-time job. So time is really of the essence for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some times where I just have to say, I can't, I just can't create right now. Mm-hmm. And I have to just relax. I have to sleep. I have to take a walk. Yeah. I have to, you know, eat some terrible food and watch Netflix. Listen. And I just have to allow myself that time to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, usually... After a good night's sleep and, you know, some mac and cheese, yeah. something, um, I'm usually able to say, like, okay, all right, now I can at least 
keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe I'm not, you know, trying to create something new, but or maybe I just need to like buckle down and finish the project. But at least I can keep going and, and just get whatever I need done. Yeah. Taking a break is definitely important. I've I've had to do that a few times with just, you know, different things because you can get overwhelmed and then you just feel like I, sometimes I feel like, okay, this is the same thing you did last time. Like, mm-hmm. Where is the originality? Mm-hmm. What's new? Mm-hmm. So then it's like you come back maybe the next day or a couple hours later with like fresh mm-hmm. ideas or maybe even like being able to just sort out what you've already done and like maybe just move some things around yep. or change some colors. So it is important. Yeah. But I know too, like when you're creative, sometimes you might have like deadlines or, you know, people just really expecting things from you. So you just feel overwhelmed and like, I have to get this done. Yep right now yep yeah 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 i mean and it's also like knowing yourself and Mm -hmm. knowing like okay today is not going to be a come up with a new concept day right it's going to be a you have to get this done and you just need to get it done by any means necessary Mm -hmm. but then there are some times where you're like no i'm feeling like everything is firing on all cylinders today so okay let me use this energy to create something new, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's for myself or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So like just knowing like your ebbs and flows and definitely taking a break mm-hmm. when, when you need to, cause you cannot pour from an empty cup. No. Do you have like a snack that you need when you're creating? Like some people are like, I have to have M&Ms or something. Um, Red Bull, <laughs> lots of Red Bull. Um, and probably like chips. Okay. Like Red Bull and shit is terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible. But, you know, like I need something to just kind of like snack on. Also, I, I, I because I'm anemic, I, I eat a lot of ice. So okay. that also um, helps with the crunchy, needing mm-hmm. something crunchy, but, you know, not always want to eat chips. Okay. You know, especially at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. That doesn't make you feel colder? No. Are you ne- oh. It's so how, what's the correlation between the ice and the anemia? So... People who are uh, anemic, some people have this, I don't want to call it a, a con- condition, but I guess it's a condition. It's called pica. Okay. Where you crave things that aren't necessarily food. Uh-huh. I'm thankful that I have, that ice is what I crave. Yeah. But some people crave, like, flour. Like, wow. you know, all-purpose flour. Uh-huh. Some people crave dirt. Wow. Some people crave things like... um like the cushions in mattresses. This is like uh, my strange addiction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, it, whatever taste or texture they uh-huh. get from that, like that satisfies them. Okay. So thankfully, mine's is ice. Well, thank you for like shining light on that. Because when <laughs> I used to watch the show, I used to be like, "What is wrong mm-hmm. with her?" But now it's like, okay, it's like you don't have control over that. Yeah, like, like it's like I know for me. Like, I eat ice after every meal. Okay. Like, tons of it. Mm-hmm. So, and it really is, like, a craving. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, and drinking water won't really help. Eating chips or something else crunchy won't really help. Like, it's a particular, this is going to sound weird, but this is a, it's a particular taste mm-hmm. that I get from the ice that satisfies my craving. Okay. So, um, yeah, so, like, nothing else will, like, I have to have that. Okay. And as we, like ice from your own freezer or it could be from anywhere it could be from anywhere um but i d- definitely have my favorites like you know sonic ice is okay. the best mm-hmm. um but yeah like 
I make it work. Yeah. Wherever mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> as long as I got some frozen water. Right. I'm good. Right. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So we have a few listener questions. Oh, yeah. Um, so my friend Amara wanted to know if you do wedding invitations. I do. Oh, I do. There we go, sis. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting married next year. Nice. So. Congratulations. Um, cool. Okay. Well, you got your answer, girl. Right. Now she knows. <laughs> <laughs> she had another one too, I think. Oh, she wanted to know because you're using paper and I know like we are in our well, hopefully most people are in their sustainability mm-hmm. mindset. So she wants to know, um, do you use like recycled materials or try to like, you know, support the environment with things? Cause I know sometimes like it's like, dang, I got a whole lot of paper and then yeah. what if you you know, write something and then you don't end up liking that design or something. Like, do you throw it away? Do you recycle? So Yeah, I am starting to be more mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, with the next order of cards, um, I do, because some of them I print in, 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 in my office and some I get printed um, by a local printer in okay. Mount Clemens. Um, and I always, at least for, for the ones that I outsource, I also, I always try to get recycled paper. Okay. Um, I just, before it was top of mind for me, I had bought a whole bunch of paper Mm -hmm. for the ones that I do in in my studio. So as soon as I get through that stock, then I'll be using recyclable paper too. Yeah. I've been trying to recycle everything. Well, everything that I can, Mm -hmm. but luckily they make it pretty easy for me in my building where I live, but it's just, it can get hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, can I read some things you can't recycle? Right. And then other things, it's just like, well, maybe. Maybe but I can. Yeah. But also sometimes like if you're in a, like an apartment or something, they might not. They might not have a, yeah. a blue bin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know what? The city will get better with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with time. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Ozma wants to know, what is your favorite product that you sell? And what products do customers seem to love the most? That's a good question. Um. So the numbers notebook is probably my favorite notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, the planner that I made for 2019 that, I mean, it's a favorite because it was a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Like it took a long time to design and plan. And I had about 17 people like read it to make, you know, to make sure that the dates were right and nothing was spelled wrong because mm-hmm. I don't trust spell check sometimes. Listen, and they <laughs> tell me I spell my name wrong. So I have, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I cannot respect them. <laughs> um, my favorite card would probably be um, a newer card. Mm-hmm. The card that I talked about that gave me so much trouble yeah. from a typographical standpoint um, it says, I think this is what it says. Um, there's so many things I can say, but I really just want to say, I really, really effing love you. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, that's just, sometimes that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. And also because that was a, a labor of love that I had to go back and forth with. So yeah, probably those three, those three products. Okay. And then she also wants to know, um, have you always been into crafting? And if so, were there any other craft projects or are there any other craft projects that you do at home in your free time? I have not always been into crafting. I've always drawn and Mm -hmm. I've always designed in some kind of way, but never like I didn't make, you know, 
macrame or yeah. none of that stuff. Um, just because, like I said earlier, you know, my parents really didn't like foster that kind of environment. So mm-hmm. I didn't. But um, if I if I was to get into crafting, it probably probably would be something with jewelry. Okay. Like metal smithing. Mm-hmm. I find I took a, a jewelry class in high school that was like super interesting, but like I just didn't have the foresight to really keep up with it. Mm-hmm. But I really, I really enjoyed like soldering stuff and okay. like making pieces. So if I had to, if I had to get back into something, it probably would be that. Okay. That's cool. Well, if you ever decide, then I'm available to be a model. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for those listener questions, people. Um, so I have a few more before okay. we're done for the day. So where do you see Andrea Designs LLC and Paisley Paper Co. in five years? Hopefully just still going. <laughs> um, no. Um, I would, for Paisley Paper, the goals are um, much more defined than mm-hmm. Andrea Designs. Um, next year I hope to um, exhibit at one of the national trade shows. Okay. So there's usually one in February, like the major ones are in February and August with the National Stationery Show. Okay. That's a thing. I would like to go to that. Oh, gosh. I just feel like even even outside of exhibiting, like just being around stationery, Mm -hmm. like probably like try to spend more money than I'm making. But yeah. (laughs) um, So that's a definite goal for next year. so from that, I hope to pick up, you know, maybe a few wholesale accounts, hopefully maybe one national account, mm-hmm. um, and kind of just build my wholesale um, clientele from there. Yeah. Because really, that's that that's where the money is, mm-hmm. you know. And also, it's more about... Um, getting your products into more hands and, you know, having people enjoy them and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, so that's that. So, um, so doing that and just really being able to use that to use Paisley paper and Andrea designs to kind of walk away from my daytime job okay, and do that. Both of those like half and half mm-hmm. for Andrea designs. Um, I'm really satisfied with the kinds of clients that I get. I like working with small to to medium-sized businesses. Um, And I kind of, I don't know, I guess I've never really given it much thought, but I I would like to continue to work with those size businesses, but just maybe more of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I I think that's it, just to keep doing the work, Mm -hmm. make enough money to, to leave my job. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I don't really have to be a millionaire Mm -hmm. or, you know, be some fancy, famous designer. I really just want to just continue to do do good work, do work that I'm proud of, and have people buy it and be happy with it. Mm -hmm. You got this. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say to people that, you know, want to make a career out of crafting or put themselves, put their work out there, but they're hesitant about it? This is so cliche, but literally just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be someone that likes it, that wants to buy it. Um, also, 
don't uh, underestimate the value of your community. So, like, if you're a knitter or a stationer mm-hmm. or um, a jewelry maker or w- whatever your your craft specialty is, there's likely a large community for that where you can not only meet some great people, mm-hmm. um, but you can also, like, use their stories and their struggles to kind of, like, also help you and help you get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, it wasn't until I saw a couple calligraphers on, on Instagram and I was like, okay, I want to follow them because I want to see how, like, what they're making, right. how they're making it, um, what techniques they're using, what products they're using, what supplies they're using, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, you get all of that info, and it can only help you get better. Yeah. If you could do branding or give some of your work away to anyone in the world, who would it be? Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I have this kind of dream that I never really said out loud, so Mm -hmm. this is another first. Okay, wow. Look at this. We're making history today. History today. (laughs) Um, But doing exhibition design, like for a museum, Mm -hmm. would be really dope for me. Um, That's not necessarily giving in the way, you know, but... I would love to do that. Um, And as far as, like, giving away work, really, that's kind of where I feel like nonprofit stuff kind of helps because Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And and their branding is not that great. Mm -hmm. And nothing says give me more money than a well-designed, crafted brand that makes you look official Mm -hmm. and important and like you give a damn about your cause. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I don't know of one in particular, but yeah, like I definitely would work with a nonprofit that is doing important work Mm -hmm. that needed branding, whatever that is. Okay, cool. And then what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? (sighs) (laughs) You know, I feel like Detroit is such a, I mean, w- we've always been a maker city, whether it's making things that change the world or just making it, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a, there's a hustle that Detroiters have that is unlike any, mm-hmm. like I know people from California and all, all over the country and like, they just don't have the same grit. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that's in me and it's like, I can't, like, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess that's, th- that's what it means to me is to just to be a black woman that's just hustling mm-hmm. and I'm not going to stop until I get to what I want. Same. Literally ditto. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel too. I'm like, if I can do the work, I'm going to do the work. Yeah. I'm going to be a little tired, but I'm going to do the work. I'm gonna be, but I'm, I'm going to take a nap, but I'm going to do the work. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm binge watch, yeah. but I am going to get it done. Yes. It will get done. It might be at 3 o'clock in the morning, but, but that's it, besides the point. But it will get done. But it will get done. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> 
And lastly, where can people connect with you on social and on the web? Um, so my website is paisleypaperco.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is paisleypaperco. Uh, Facebook is paisleypaperco. Um, consistency. Consistency is key. <laughs> um, for branding and information design work, uh, mm-hmm. Andrea Design Studio. That's an Instagram. And I, I don't really have a Facebook for it yet. Mm-hmm. Trying to decide if that's even necessary. Yeah. Um, but definitely Instagram, uh, Andrea Designs Studio. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you. This was awesome. Yay. I like when people say that. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening, you guys. As always, I want you to remember that Detroit Girls do it better, and we'll be back next week.